Welcome, welcome, welcome. A little tribute there to John Oliver, who was uh, lucky enough to snag an Emmy in the last few minutes of that virtual show. Welcome in to By Order of the Peaky Blinders. Today, though, we're going to shift our focus away from Peaky and towards our last recording, which was uh, Josh Levy and Daniel Gilman's attempt to uh, get some picks right on the Emmys, which aired on September 20th on ABC. It was, uh, it was definitely an interesting version, right? There's no energy. It's kind of like sports, Josh. Not a, lot of, uh, not a lot of, you know, stuff going on. It's just Jimmy Kimmel on a stage talking. But we love TV. If you love Peaky Blinders, hopefully you love some other TV shows. So today we're going to do a little bit of a, uh, a recap on the past year in TV. And it's going to be a little bit of a, little bit of a Josh Levy uh, touchdown dance going on here because I, I know Josh doesn't watch a lot of TV. I know Josh doesn't even like the Emmys, but I made him make some picks and uh, Josh kind of dominated me. Is, uh, I'll, let you, I'll, I'll give you your, your stage for your celebration, your, your acceptance speech as Josh gets eight right out of 17, Daniel with just four right. I'd like to thank uh, my supporters, my friends, my family for this moment. You know, I really couldn't have gotten here without you guys. I couldn't have beaten Daniel without you guys, all support. So, you know, gonna just gonna gonna rally off this victory and uh, gonna take this momentum into next year. See, you spoke a lot better than uh, Zendaya did when she won, than Jeremy Strong did. I mean, I was so happy for Zendaya. Yeah. For, uh, for taking it home. Uh, Euphoria, a show that we are obsessed with. I would say that this, you know, rendition of the Emmys was probably like the most realistic. It was just the shows that everybody watches because during quarantine, the judges could actually watch all the shows as opposed to usually when they give it to like, I don't know, random actors like the Kaminsky Method, which is a show that's probably beloved by the few people that watch it. But then you've got something like Schitt's Creek Everyone freaking loves that show, man. Just, I mean, first show ever to just sweep all the awards. We, uh, we got a little bit of that love, even though I did don't watch the show. It, it's a bad time to not watch Shit's Creek, I would say. It, everyone is obsessed with that show on so many levels. I've watched it. I don't, like, I don't dislike it, but I don't, like, love it. Like, I don't think it's the best thing since sliced bread. Like, everyone's acting like it's broken television. I watched four episodes about a year ago, and uh, and it was fine. I just it's fine, it right? Fine. Exactly. That's the way to describe it. It's fine. It doesn't like it doesn't do anything for me. It's like weird. It's kind of like like the plot is weird. Like the like the town they're in is weird. Like I I, I I don't know. I would say that I have been spoken to by people who love the show, and I know exactly. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Similarly to The Office and Parks and Rec. Two shows that are beloved. I love them. But the first season was, you know, bleh. And it's, right. uh, it's kind of like uh, you got to get your feet. And if you get through that first season, then you start to, you know, love it all. The, same kind of thing with The Good Place, right? You know, I felt that. I was like, this show just isn't for me, The Good Place. And then I fell in love, seasons two and three. And it was just a strong finish. And I'm sure Shit's Creek will have a strong finish. But eventually, I will watch it. I think I'm going to treat it, Josh in the same way that I would treat Game of Thrones, where it's like if I had never seen Game of Thrones and it was like season eight coming up, I would probably wait to see how they stuck the landing and then watched it. And then if someone said, oh, it was terrible, I might not have seen it. 
So the same thing will happen. With that's shooting. so not true. Like, just no, like, no, no, that's not, that's not how I did. I'm just saying. If but you wouldn't, show, you wouldn't have done that. I'm saying you if I had never that. seen I don't care the show and, and this, the, fi- like the final season of Shit's Creek is coming out soon. So right. I am going to wait. And if someone says, oh, the final season was phenomenal, like they did with Good Place, then I went back and watched Good Place. But if someone says Shit's Creek did not stick the landing, I probably won't go back and watch it. I'm saying if I had never fallen in love with Game of Thrones and I had never seen it and the final season was coming up, I would wait until the reviews of the final season came out to then go back and watch the show. First of all, I'm calling bullshit on that because you know that everyone loved Game of Thrones and it was the greatest show of all time up until, until the, the last season. You would have watched the show. That may not show. be named. Exactly, but whatever, whatever. Yeah, bat, maybe maybe a, a subpar comparison. That's how we're going to call you out. start this episode. I mean, we are just so deep into this quarantine. I don't necessarily know where the sun is. You know, it's like, when are we going to dig out of this hole? But at least sports is in full tilt. Oh, my God. We've it's never like- had more sports. It, it's just we're reaching that, that point where we've waited so long, sports fans, and now I watch so much TV when there was no sports, I don't have time to watch it. Like, I'm not watching many shows right now, Josh. I know you're not because you've got the bar exam to study for, and Josh may be taking a little bit of, uh, of time off of the podcast just to focus on that. For so a couple gonna, weeks, for a couple weeks. That's yeah, it. he's, he's got to get this bar. And for those of you that may not know what the bar means, it's just, you know, this, this plank bit of a bar that you just you, you hold up in the air, and it says, I'm a lawyer. Exactly. And, you know, that's that's what exactly it what it is. That's exactly what it is. Exactly. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one, Daniel. Thank you. All right. So let's go over a few Emmy picks. We do have some feedback, some assumptions about the Emmys from different people, some guesses, and a little bit of news about Gangs of London that Josh and I are just still very excited for to come to America on October 1st, which is just in a few days, even though we're not thrilled on the service that it will be streaming on. So let's get to it. Let's start with the big stuff, the, the, the best drama, Josh. And, and you and I both love the show. I think I went with my head over my heart and I took Ozark, but you went with the heart and, and Succession took it home. They also won directing, which you got correct, which I picked Ozark as well. Surprisingly, Succession won the categories, Josh, that I didn't think they would win. I mean, I, I thought for sure we would see some Brian Cox action, maybe Matthew McFadden, maybe Kieran Culkin, who you had as well. But instead, Jeremy Strong upsets everybody in a season where he almost like doesn't talk the whole time and plays the entire season as a simp, you know, pretty much like, uh, like Theon Greyjoy. And yet right. Jeremy Strong gets the, gets the uh, recognition. And of course, you know, very happy that succession, uh, you know, takes it home for best drama. Yeah, I mean, everyone loves he's – he's a great actor. I haven't seen the whole show, but from what I've seen, he's amazing in it. I feel like even though he does play that role and that's in this season, it's hard to play that well, you know what I mean? Like, to play that effectively. Everyone hated Theon Greyjoy with a passion You're because right. it was just annoying. He had an annoying face. But um, I knew that, like, that the, that the critics – we're going to be obsessed with, 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 with uh, Succession. It's an HBO show. So there's obviously some bias with the HBO, you know, production. And, you know, I, I feel like that also gets, that, that always gets love, you know? That's a good point. I mean, HBO, they make gold. They make a lot of gold. 
Um, I, I was very happy for Jeremy Strong as well. I thought Jesse Armstrong was hilarious. He's the creator of the show. He's written it. He's probably directed a few episodes as well. But he came out and he's like, instead of thanking people, I'm going to unthank people. And so he just unthanked. It's like, I want to send, I want to unthank Boris Johnson for his terrible job during the coronavirus. I want to unthank Donald Trump for his terrible job during the coronavirus. I want to un, and he just unthanked a bunch of people. And they just kept panning to all of the Zoom shots or whatever they use, Cisco, of Kieran Culkin just cracking up and Sarah Snoop just cracking up and everyone from the cast of Succession just like dying with when, you know, their, their creator is just roasting everyone and anyone who could be roasted. You also had a great choice with Mark Ruffalo in, in that, you know, that short yes. series that I haven't seen. He was phenomenal. His speech was great. And then we could talk a little bit about the Levy reign. I mean, we've got the father and the son that won. We both got Eugene right. So that was one of the four correct picks for, for me. But I mean, Dan Lee, he, he writes the show. He creates the show with his dad and he got like five acceptances. They had a party in Canada. So it's almost like Schitt's Creek knew that they were going to, you know, clean up and they cleaned up. I mean, they won seven Emmys. Yeah. And in Canada, they're allowed to actually have celebrations because they did a good job with containing the coronavirus. So there's like barely any cases in Toronto, which I believe is where he was. Right. I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he was in Toronto. I saw him post a picture. He's, he's like my favorite character in that show from what I've seen, Dan Levy. He's like freaking hilarious. And then you have Eugene Levy, who is just funny to look at with his caterpillar eyebrows. Like those things have minds of their own. But they're, also, they're both. It's also a legend. You know, it's like sometimes no, you just sure. get that legend award. Also, Catherine O'Hara, who we know from Home Alone, takes home, you know, best actress in a comedy she was great as well. I, I was pulling for Marvelous Miss Maisel, but that was a little bit more of my heart than my head. I, and, honestly, uh, I honestly hate Catherine O'Hara's character in, in Schitt's Creek. And maybe that's I, what makes her a good actress. Really, no, she does a really good job of playing someone who's super freaking annoying. Like, she does an amazing job. Like, we, like, like we, we, all, we, we all know that this is an anti-Carrie Washington podcast, but she does a really – it's because she's an amazing actress. That is why we're an anti Kerry Washington podcast because she does such a good job of playing a character that I just cannot stand. But that's what Catherine O'Hara does in Chits Creek. Like, I can't stand her. But also, I don't remember the actress's name who plays Alexis, but she's also phenomenal. It's, Annie like, Murphy, and she won for Best great. Supporting Actress. Right. So, Chits Creek, th those four, you know, I was not shocked to see that, that, that they took home a lot of awards. You know, they're, they're, they're a great cast. Ka Catherine O'Hara is a great actress. I'm not saying she's not good. I just, I just don't like the character. Um, but Eugene Levy and Dan Levy, kudos to them, hats off to them because they're great and they definitely deserved it. And we have to spend some time talking about the one pick that I got right over Josh, which was Watchmen for best limited series. Watchmen really took home a lot. And it was a little bit of like a cheat code, in my opinion, because Watchmen is not a limited series, right? Little Fires Everywhere, that's a limited series. And that's what you picked to win. Unorthodox, unbelievable. Those are limited series. They're based off of books. Watchmen was maybe going to be like four seasons. And then Damon Lindelof was like, eh, let's just keep it one. And then there's always that one show that kind of sneaks in called a limited series, even though it's a full HBO production. It's not like Chernobyl, but regardless, it's, uh, it's, it's something that Regina King, we both got that right, wins. Yaya Abdul-Mateen, he won as well. He's phenomenal. And, you know, Watchmen takes it home. A few other awards that, uh, that I was happy with, even though none of us got right, was Ruth from Ozark. 
aka Julia Gardner. Ooh. She took supporting actress. That was a stacked category. And she's Laura- great in Ozark, man. Like she's so good. And if you see her in other roles and other roles that she plays, I saw her in a, in a, a completely different character because she plays that, you know, that like southern uh, she plays yeah with, with that accent like what the fuck are you talking about like you know what i'm talking about like yeah. it's it's like is she and then i saw her in a different movie and i'm like wait who who are you come again yeah so i saw she, her in she's uh, great. it was like a modern love on amazon prime which is a, a anthology series based off of a bunch of clippings from newspapers and, and right. it, it was a segment and she was in it she was great the morning show which got a lot of love that was paid for very handsomely they got a winner, and it wasn't Jennifer Aniston, and it wasn't Steve Carell. It was Billy Crudup who won for Supporting Actor. And, and Crudup and Gardner took home Emmys in a category that, I mean, Laura Dern, we thought was a shoe-in. And then you've got, like, as we said, McFadden and Culkin from Succession. A lot of big-name actors and actresses and Supporting Actor and Actress and Gardner and Crudup take it home and, and I liked it because Billy Crudup actually played Dr. Manhattan in the Watchmen movie the one right, from 10 right. years ago so right. it all kind of comes together I was the most happy Josh for Udo Aduba who is from um, Orange is the New Black she kind of plays the crazy yes. you know the crazy one and she was in Mrs. America which is a phenomenal show with Kate Blanchett kind of highlighting some of the most important feministic characters in American history. She won supporting actress in a limited series and I was thrilled for her. We thought for sure it was uh it was going to be someone else. I don't remember who we thought for sure it was going to be, but I'm happy for Udo uh Uzo Aduba and of course Zendaya who is now the youngest best actress in a drama ever. So that's pretty yeah. pretty damn cool. I, I didn't watch Euphoria because I watched the first episode, first couple episodes, and it was oh, just it like is a lot. Creepy. It's just like it's like very graphic, and it's just it's just a lot. Like like there's some things that I don't need to watch on my on my television show on on, on my television screen, but she's definitely it's crazy that she's broken that like that that barrier, and she and she was great in that and and no one really expected her to be as great as she was and she really you know proved herself there so that's awesome succession also grabbed a guest actress nod and i'm really happy with this it was cherry jones who was featured as the uh the pierce you know ceo or chairman or whatever that that role was i, I i'm not sure if you've you've gotten that far in succession but she's she's phenomenal um cherry jones also loved her in Defending Jacob, which is a good show on Apple TV I heard Plus that's great. with I heard Chris that's great. Evans. It's, it's a procedural. It's not mm-hmm. something that I would say is the best show ever. It's, it's a show about a dad who's an assistant district attorney, and he kind of has to choose between being a lawyer and being a dad when his son gets accused of murder. Mm-hmm. And it's Captain America. And it's like, Captain America is the best. I mean, Chris Evans just is phenomenal, and Cherry Jones is the other lawyer. The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary, won Ooh. for best documentary. Really that good. Was very cool. Bad Education won for best TV movie, which is something that have you seen or no? With Hugh I have Jackman. Not. I have he, not. It's about uh, I think it was like a a school. I haven't seen it either. Actually, I don't even want to make it up. Um, animated program Rick and Morty. Josh got that right. I picked Bojack Horseman. A lot of uh, a lot of Succession 
for directing, Watchmen for, for writing, and then Schitt's Creek for directing for a comedy. And, uh, and lastly, Josh, I, I want to give you all of the credit that you deserve for just, just knocking it out. I mean, eight out of 17 for a guy who came into it not expecting to do much and, and just constantly prefacing his guesses with, guys, I haven't seen four of these five, so I'm going to pick the other one. And you know hey. what? That means that you watch the good shows. Yeah, you got to have the courage of your convictions, and that's, and that's what I had. So uh, I do pick good television. That's what we all learned for today. You know, we could always have, you know, what did we learn today? Daniel has bad taste in television, and Josh has great taste in television. So, you know, if there's anything that you want to go home with today on, on today's pod, it's that. I think that's it. I think it's the same problem I have when choosing a flex for fantasy football. Yes. I, just, I just overthink, and that's what I did with, with my picks. And that's why Precisely. you know you just can't trust me, and I'm 0-3 in my league with Josh. And so yes. now let's get to some reaction. Carol had some picks on Twitter. First, she said, great listen, guys, for the Emmy pod. Thank you, Carol. Jeremy Strong for best actor. Check. Succession for best drama series. Check. Carol with a nice two for two there. She wanted to get on the normal people. She wanted us to get on the normal people train, which is a phenomenal, you know, romantic kind of a comedy, kind of just the adaption of a Sally Rooney book that I talked a little bit about. She wanted it to be nominated for limited series, although I'm not sure it fell within the, uh, the time frame, Carol. So maybe next season, next year, I guess, Emmys. She wanted Daisy Edgar Jones to be nominated, but she'll take Shira Haas for the win. And while Unorthodox did not get Shira Haas for the win, they did have directing for a limited series, Maria Schrader and Unorthodox, a show that Josh and I both very much adored, did get one Emmy. So really happy for that. The, the Zoom acceptance speeches were not, were not great. Uh, I'll say they were just, they were, they were not great. The ones from the, you know, cameras that were official, like the Schitt's Creek acceptance speeches, those were a little bit better. But it was, it was funny to see how many uh, acceptances Josh were like, mom or dad in the other room guys i won i won and that was really that was like a few like genuine moments that we just don't often get from actors or actresses i honestly like it like i i think it's like cool to go inside not the mind like go inside like the houses and like 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 the the personal lives of, of these celebrities and it kind of normalizes them a little bit you know like to see them in their in their home space yeah wearing like, pajamas or whatever yeah i agree yeah like like in their in their offices or or their dens, like wherever they have their their computer set up, it's 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 cool to to see it because it normalizes them a little bit. Very true. And so as we uh, as we kind of wrap this up, we've got a little bit of of feedback here. Josh and I love when you guys just spend an extra five seconds, give us some stars. Doesn't have to be five. I mean, we like when it's five. Could be four. Could be three. If it's two, let us know why. But we got two nice reviews recently. One, you know, in early September that I just got around to seeing another one in mid-September, both from USA. One of them was four stars, and it was because they disagreed with our take. All right, you ready for this one? Can you believe someone disagreed with our take? It just, it just doesn't happen. But uh, it, it, was about, it was about the theme song. So it was, uh, it was Tammany, Tammany Hall saying, I'm going to disagree with you that the song isn't overplayed. It's definitely overplayed but it's a good song. I've been cringing throughout the series having to listen to it. I did like the use of other artists singing it, but if the creator and the director think it's time to go, I'd heed what they say. And that's of course about Red Right Hand, Josh and I talking about the release from you know Anthony Byrne saying that the, the season five 
intro didn't have it because he felt that it was a little overplayed and they didn't need this, the credits because he felt that everyone already knows the actors. It just Things are just done a little differently, Josh. In American shows, you could have 25 seasons and it'll be the same, like Cheers. We'll always have the same right. intro song. But I, I, I respect that, that take. I'm not 100% sure if it'll be back for season six. Maybe Tammany Hall doesn't want it back for season six. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to lose sleep over it, obviously. But, you know, agree or disagree. Uh, it's, it's kind of a staple of a show. Like, you don't see many shows changing their theme song. So just, just got to stick with it, in my opinion. Speaking of, I know you really like um, Fargo, Josh. Is that a show that changed their theme song? There's a new season coming out. Josh has checked out the first yeah. episode. I don't even remember. I didn't even, honestly, I really didn't even pay attention. I think we might have fast forwarded it through the intro. Okay, I'll keep no, an eye no, on No, 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 um, But there is a song in the show that is recurring that came back that's in every season. That's okay. not really a song, but it's kind of a song. So. Great. So that's Chris Rock starring in, a, really in his good. first, like, serious show. Really that's good. On, I that's really on like FX. It. And then really, lastly, really Satori gives us five stars. Thank you so much. My husband and I are late to the series. We are season three after only a few days of watching. Now we are obsessed and trying to speak in accents, of course, like Josh. Hey. Found y'all yesterday and loving the pod. Y'all are fantastic. So there's a little uh, Ruth Love from Ozark Southern Love accent. So thank you guys so much. Josh and I are going to be hosting our recaps from every episode of Gangs of London starting October 1st. It just got renewed for season two. So now you have to realize that this show is legit. It's coming to America, coming to different parts of, I think, Italy, Germany, Portugal, and, and different areas of Europe on October 1st, AMC+. Plus. So if you have Comcast or Dish, I believe you get it. Look up AMC+. Plus. It's a subscription service in America. And Gangs of London with Joe Cole, with a couple Game of Thrones actors, I mean, Josh and I, we love the show. And so we've got these episodes that we posted on Patreon. We're going to give them to you guys all over the world, right here on Apple. Patreon always gets it first, though. So if you want to check anything out, Josh and I just did a great episode on Patreon. We talked a little bit about Fargo. We talked some Peaky Blinders stuff. There may be a new character in this new season. We'll tell you about it soon, but it's already on Patreon. We talked a bunch about he who may not be named. And so you can check that out at patreon.com slash by order of Peaky. Josh, get into your bunker, study your ass off, and we'll see yep. you on the other side. All right, brother? Appreciate that. Appreciate that. We'll be, we'll be back here soon giving you content, or at least I will at least. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll be here without Josh. I'll try to get a few personalities maybe, you know, to, to kind of chime in. If you guys have any thoughts about Peaky Blinders, Maybe you guys can have your voices heard on this podcast. Just let us know, emailing us at B-O-O-T, peakyblinders at gmail.com. He's Josh. I'm Daniel. We binge, so you don't have